Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Gross Anatomy, where we discuss the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TVs, uh, and entertainment around us, right? And I'm Dr. Jason Cohen, and I'm mm-hmm. joined by... Lauren Taylor. Our executive producer. Lauren, you had a whole plan for today's topic, didn't you? Yeah. And I'm thinking of hijacking it a little. What do you think? Should I, I think hijack you should it a little hijack bit? hijack it, yeah. I should hijack it? I feel like you have good energy going, well, so what are we... Well, so I'm hijacking... I like not knowing what we're getting into. It's a little embarrassing about what I'm hijacking it about, because I gotta tell you, I, I don't even know where to start with this. I, I kind of, you know, Game of Thrones has kind of been our, like, pinnacle of TV a little, right? right? We've been living and right. breathing Game of Thrones. Um, but I kind of found my new Game of Thrones, and I think it's even better than Game of Thrones, and it sounds totally ridiculous. I honestly, I, maybe it's just because I'm into it right now, but I actually believe <laughs> that the stupidest show that I'm watching right now, that I'm embarrassed to even talk about uh-huh. that I'm watching right now, um... I think has elements of it that are even better than Game of Thrones. What am I talking about? You told me to watch the show Big Mouth. Yes. Which I did, and I yes. can't believe that's what you're about to Did you say. watch the show Big Mouth? I did. I watched the first episode. So, so it's funny. I'm kind of... I, actually, I'm going to back up even more. So okay. what, like 15 years ago or so, when I was first got to the hospital where I work at, Cedars-Sinai... Um, I was operating, I, I think I was done with my fellowship, I was a brand new attending, and one of the anesthesiologists was, who was my anesthesiologist of the day, and I still joke around with him to this day uh, about it, he was harassing me, he's like, my daughter is selling these magazine su- subscriptions for her school, and you gotta buy a magazine subscription, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm a good guy, I'll, I'll get a magazine subscription, so I got a magazine subscription, the entertainment magazine. Entertainment Weekly? Entertainment yeah. Weekly magazine. Um, 15 years ago. Because <laughs> I'm a fan of entertainment and mm. movies and TV and all that stuff and I like reading that magazine. I still get that magazine yeah. because of him to that to to this day. I'm still getting it. So every time I work with him in, in surgery, I'm like, you know, I still get the magazine <laughs> I got from your kid selling me for your it's fundraiser probably like or something. like a dollar a year now. They're trying to I don't even know. sell you advertising. But so a couple of years ago, I was reading Entertainment Magazine mm-hmm. and I read about, and I like reading about all the new shows. I try to read it cover to cover. And I read about this TV show called Big Mouth and it sounded really interesting, mm-hmm. but I never got around to watching it. But I did for some reason, tell my kids about it, saying, who I like to discuss interesting movies and shows that I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. And I did really, and I read, you know, it's about, S- you know, written by SNL people or, yeah. you know, comedy people. And so I mentioned it to my kids, and sure enough, my kids watched it and were like, Dad, you can't watch that show. You know, my kids are like embarrassed that I would even maybe discuss the show with them. You watch the show? I watched the show, uh, yes, but I only watched the first episode. Did you look at the titles of the other episodes? No. Yeah. So. It's about, what is it about? It's about like 13 year olds, how old are 12 and 13. Yeah. It's about going through puberty mm-hmm. and it's kind of making it, it's totally making fun of it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it it's kind of saying to, to kids watching it, because I think the audience is not really adults. I think the audience is kids. I don't know if it's 12 and 13 year olds, but sure enough, my kids watched it when they were 12 and whatnot. Right. Maybe. And I was trying to look at it from that perspective of like, maybe 
boys this age need to like feel like okay with what's going on in their bodies and like maybe he did write it who um who wrote it it was John Mulaney and Nick Kroll I think yeah or the, the Nick Kroll I think right. it's his show there are four writers though on it uh, credited yeah. with four writers I don't know the other two yeah but all I keep feeling is is God I wish that show were around when I was a kid oh see that makes me feel better about it's it. it's kind of what I what I felt. And it's just so ridiculous mm. that it's funny, um, and it kind of. And I'm wondering what kids today are going through. It's not just guy centric. I mean, it definitely is guy centric, but there are plenty of girl plot lines mm-hmm. to it also in terms of the whole puberty thing and, and all okay. of that. And I, at least watching it now as an adult, I kind of am like. I guess I wasn't that crazy, or maybe where everybody's crazy, or 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 who knows? And it just mm-hmm. a lot of it is laughable, a lot of it is over the top. But it, it kind of almost seems like you know when we were kids, there were these Judy Bloom books, right? They're kind of like a little risque, but also mm-hmm. helped kids going through puberty. This I think would have been the best thing. I almost think it should be, even though it's totally inappropriate. I almost feel like it it should be or could be required viewing, as crazy as that sounds. But you've only I mean, watched one episode. They do have a hormone monster that right. comes out. Also the called the Puberty Fairy. Oh, the Puberty right. Fairy. Right, but the yeah, hormone yeah. monster. Uh, they have the ghost of Duke Ellington, played by Jordan Peele, who's awesome. So right. I right. don't know. I don't know what he ends up getting into. Yeah. But they have some interesting elements to it for sure. Yeah. For, for me, it's just watching it. It's totally over the top, and they make fun of a lot of different things. Like towards the end, I've only watched the first season. They do a whole funny Seinfeld thing which I thought was great. Okay. Um, and there are occasionally references, you know, that adults would get that kids may not get. But I just felt that it really helps either let everybody know they're all crazy, or but crazy is normal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and that's what I love about the show, is that all the crazy stuff that we thought about as kids... Everybody, I guess, to some degree, I think, was going thought about it, it, and but it was just quiet about right. it. Right, but even the awkwardness of dating and do you talk to a girl? Do you not talk to a girl? And what is a girl thinking? Oh, and the, you and you're gonna you have to watch it because like when the girl hits puberty, the puberty mo- she has her own puberty monster that tells her now scream at your mom, <laughs> you know, which is, you know, and tell and call your mom by her first name. Oh, that's kind and, of funny. Right, and and it just I because I remember one of my my. Uh, our friends, uh, my eldest, who's 23 now, one of her friends, I remember being at the house, started calling her mom mother or something like that. And it was deliberately to get at her, I think. Right. And, you know, and you're thinking, pro- and the mom is probably thinking, is my kid nuts? Like, what's going on? And the kid is probably thinking, why am I calling my it's all normal stuff. But your kids <laughs> all like this show. My kids love this show, and the fact that I'm telling them that I'm watching it now, they're totally embarrassed that I'm watching it. And the embarrassment... So they think it is made for kids. They think it's made for kids, and that dad shouldn't be watching it, but it's totally inappropriate for kids, because okay. it's cursing and totally inappropriate stuff. So it's funny. I think... I'm like, oh my God, my kids watch this. Am I okay that my kids watched it? Maybe they shouldn't have watched it. But on the other hand, I almost feel like... Maybe it was good for them to watch, to realize, because it's really about, like, um, cliques and groups and how being the popular girl, 
I, and the only way they could have done it is animated. Cause I like a lot of the actors in it also. So I totally hijacked I think the that, show. Yeah, Maya Rudolph's in it, so maybe I should watch. Fred Armisen, yeah. who I love. I think you really should watch it. Okay. Yeah, and even like some of the characters who I hated, uh, you start to like. And some of the ridiculous stuff, you're kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, All right, so that's your right. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think in terms of, you know, th- there's been this craze lately of like puberty-centered cent- or just coming-of-age like there was Lady, Lady Bird, that wasn't really you know uh, right. Did you see Lady Bird? I did see Lady Bird, which I liked a lot. And then there was that movie, seventh grade, eighth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Eighth grade. Oh yeah, you went to see that with your kids, and you said that was like hard to watch. It was hard to watch. Yeah, um, and and there it, was what else? There was what was it? The eight. Age of seventeen or the edge of seventeen. Edge of seventeen, and then there was um, more recently. I'm not sure, but I think of all these coming of age things that might be, you know, show kind of more of a good message. At the not a good message because by no means, but just more to like say, hey kids, you're going to be okay. You're yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I wonder if like me and my friends watching it, it might have been like. Oh, okay. It may have given us some crazy ideas, too. Thankfully, maybe we didn't see it, because there's a lot of crazy stuff in there. No, I think it's probably way more beneficial than, like, growing up with, like, Full House or things that are just, like, end with, like, this cheesy, like, ending. Maybe it's good to just know we're all hormonal and crazy at times. Right. And I just thought it's so ridiculous, too, at the same time. I want to be on that show. I want to be either I feel the, like this is uh, your love yeah. letter to Nick Kroll and his work. I do. So you know, if they need me or they need, like, a medical advisor. A character. Right. I'm more than happy to be that guy. You have a good voice. Thank you. I can you. see you doing there voice you go. acting. So what, were, what are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> well, I say you an outline, but maybe you're not. I read the outline, and I looked at the thing, and I, and I looked at the, uh, and I watched the TED Talk. I sent you a TED Talk Yes. based on an article I found on uh, America's Sexiest Doctor. I didn't even know People Magazine. I didn't Magazine. read the article. Was I supposed to read the article? No, I just wanted you oh. to watch the TED Talk. I watched but the TED Talk. that's how I found that doctor is oh. because People Magazine apparently rates um, sexy doctors. And he was the sexy doctor of 2015. Wow. And he has over 4 million subscribers on YouTube. People and Magazine so, rates sexiest yeah, doctors? Yeah, I didn't know that. And I, I don't know, know how they rate them. But this doctor... Dr. Mike Barishsky, I don't know how right. to say it properly. He uses his uh, social media fame from, you know, I guess he got popular from being named the sexy doctor. People started following him. Wow. And so now he uses it to educate people on health. And nice. he did that TED Talk that I showed you. He what did. did you think about that? It was basically about um, the epidemic of the know-all doctor. Yeah. And how he thinks doctors should be celebrated for saying, I don't know. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. I, I very much, I liked his TED Talk. I, I don't know, I don't know about the epidemic of the know-all doctor. I certainly don't know about that. I guess he was saying a lot of people just go online. Like, if your doctor says, I don't know, or you like, they don't immediately know what's wrong with you, you'll, they'll just go online and try to, like, research themselves, like we've talked about, or the go to another doctor. The patients? The patients. Ah, ah, ah. Right. Um, and he's saying that doctors should be allowed to say, I don't know, because they need... To, I mean, the scientific community still has, you know, questions about a lot of things. Right. So and it's normal. I, I, I think it was a fun talk. I, I like the talk. Um, I, I don't know about 
there being a real epidemic of doctors being no there certainly are a lot of doctors mm-hmm. who especially old-fashioned ones who are like I'm the doctor and you have da 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 disease um, but but I think I could be wrong I'm saying I don't know I, I think most doctors today are or many doctors today are comfortable saying I don't know and I think yeah and I guess he's saying more patients yeah. should be comfortable, comfortable with that with their doctors we, right. we live in an era of he calls it IKA the I know all experts right. You know, you see them all the time on, like, social media, right. TV, you know, saying, this is how you cure this, or this is how you do this. Like, yeah. one one size fits all. Right. So, I guess he's saying more, like, you should be more suspicious of that than the doctor that says, I don't know. Right, right. That's true. Right. That was kind of his message, is to, to kind of debunk the, the cure-all docs a little mm. bit. But I like that guy's talk. The interesting thing, let's talk about his popularity and stuff like that. Okay, sure. Yeah, so he has a lot of... Um, He's Dr. Mike. Yeah, he uh-huh. goes by Dr. Mike. We talked about um, most of those doctors go by just one name. Right. So you could go by what? What? Dr. Jace Jason. That doesn't flow Dr. Jace well. Jason? That's a lot, Dr. Jason. Jayco. Dr. Jayco? No. Um, Dr. C? Dr. Cohan? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyways, we got to shorten your name, I think. Right. Because Dr. Jason Cohen is just too... It's way too long. Too long. Right. Dr. JC. Mm-hmm. And there you go. So, yeah, I guess he is famous for, at first, being good-looking and a doctor. Right. Because that's what women want, right. according to uh, movies and television. Well, that's what how... It seems like most Instagram famous people are famous for their looks but yeah he's uh he's popular he tries to do things like you've tried to do before you know like tries to get people to know the truth about vaccines and how they're safe like he tries to take what's out there that might be popular and wrong and kind of so he stole what i'm doing yeah so he does a lot of what you you do Uh and according to him he doesn't he could take like seven figures for like sponsors right that like you know for like some kind of green juice or like stuff that he doesn't believe in. Right, like that's right, kind of right. his thing is he's against that one cure Interesting. or one thing cures all. Oh, cool. Nice. He's a cute guy. Yeah. Jewish guy. The Jewish guy look. How do you know he's Jewish? It said in, I looked him up on uh, oh. Wikipedia or something. He's a Russian Jew. Oh, that stereotype that all Jewish people become doctors. Exactly. What a tough stereotype to deal with. Although, you know what? One thing I pointed out in one of our pre-med meetings with our students is, to some degree, it's not the Jewish doctor thing. It's the, and this is stereotype too, it's the immigrant generation. You know, so when a family moves from wherever to America, it's usually that first generation of children to kind of get ahead in society often will become doctors yeah. whether it's jew you know wh- who's ever come the russians the jews the you know whoever the mm. asians you know to kind of just get a get a uh, a leg up in society smart it's yeah way to go. it is a smart way it's not it's not the italian american story that i know that's true there you have to become a, a mobster yours is a different tale exactly well thanks for joining us at gross anatomy Thanks, everyone. Where um, everything we talk about has nothing to do. Don't hold me to any kind of true medical stuff. Mm-mm. But please, 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 please. Send in your questions. Send in questions. Send in comments. Listen to us. Um, go on our Instagram. 
Where else could they go? Could they go anywhere else? You can go to Instagram and Facebook and send questions or our website, Gross Anatomy Podcast. If you want to do it anonymously, just send us a question that way. Send us questions, send us comments, send us thoughts, flashes of brilliance, or just go anywhere you want to go. Yeah. And there you have it. (laughs) Do whatever you want to do. Just do what you want to do. It doesn't make a difference. (laughs) And watch Big Mouth because it's uh, Dr. Cohen's Game of Thrones. It's my new Game of Thrones. Nice. And there you have it. Thanks. Thanks. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.